You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech, featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Yo, check, check, check. Oh, working good. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd tech news, nerd culture from a black and brown geek perspective. My goodness. Is that right? Week 75. I would actually read that and look at it. My name is Joe Braswell. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, as always. I'm joined by my man, Akili Shine. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the summer, man, and the summer heat and just yes. you know, all, all the things that you know we do in the summertime, brother. Festivals. Festivals. Barbecues. Barbecues. I don't know what else. Uh, yeah. Comic Cons. Nah, you know, well, I usually go on vacation in the summer, so I usually uh-huh. do something like that. So I'm excited about, you know, yeah. I'm gonna go, I usually go to Tahoe. Actually, I want, I want you to come to Tahoe this year. I just came from Tahoe. Oh, that's right. Last weekend. Is that what you did the jump? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where'd you go in Tahoe? Well, I, was, I was in Lake Tahoe, but the, the jump was actually um, the American River. So oh, we wow. drove two hours down to the American River and did, oh, cool. did some whitewater rafting. I want you to come to Tahoe with, with me this summer because we get in the house. Alexis, how are you? Uh-oh. I'm awesome. <laughs> there you are. Awesome. Here you now. Uh, I'm also looking forward to summer because that means more, hopefully, more beach time for Alexis because I'm feeling kind of pale. Oh yeah. Right, right now. I feel that. And yes. also, it's roller coaster season, so yeah, theme parks are going to be Mountain, happening. Baby. Magic yep. Mountain, Twisted Colossus looks like the lick. It, oh, man. I guys, I got to because I used to work there. Uh-oh. I got to go for media day. Hook up, hook up alert. And hook up, brother. <laughs> hook up alert for media day, and I went, and it was it. It is. It, it's slow at first, but as soon as those twists start to happen, it's it's out of this world. Hashtag the truth. Hashtag the truth. Well, right. the, just the video. The video it's, is it's, looking amazing. From the car, when you're looking you're in one car perspective, and the other one flies on top of you. Yeah, that's that pretty looks, wild. It looks, pretty it looks wild. insane. Mm-hmm. I love. I, I grew up, you know, I, I was old enough to remember when Colossus opened back in the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember it very vividly, and uh, that's one of my all-time favorite coasters. Yeah. And uh, I, I so when they said it was closing, they made a big production about it's closing down, Colossus is closing down, and I was all upset about it. But I didn't know they were gonna make Twisted Colossus. Yeah, they yeah. were. The, the reason why was because the fact that it is kind of old, it's kind of rickety, it breaks down a lot. Because like, I would know I worked, I worked in at that. Yeah, no, built in seventy. No seventy. No, I think it was seventy six. Wow. Um, yeah. And actually, funny story uh, to my awesome friend Jody, uh, who also is a roller coaster enthusiast and actually tests coasters as her job. Um, she actually uh, renewed her vows on Colossus before it broke down. Wow. Her 50th wedding anniversary with her husband. Wow. That's yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I tried to ride Colossus um, before it closed down, and then it was already closed. I was yeah. upset about it. It's it's yeah. more like because they had to they had to rebuild everything, take all the wood out. I mean, not all of it, but they had to make it a little stronger. Because I had to walk those to do safety checks. It is right. the rickiest thing. Oh, that's wild. I had yeah. to walk on. It was crazy. All right. Well, um, I... I... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> What? 
Keely, what's he doing? Did uh, he have a stroke? I, what's I, happening? I, I think you might be right. In your I was going to crack a really bad joke, but I didn't want to do it. Aww. Was it a wood joke? It was about Keely taking the wood out. That's <laughs> <laughs> something we all hate. Wow. <laughs> we all hate to take the wood out. Wow. What is happening? I don't know. My goodness. A Colossus. A Colossus. <laughs> yeah, that's also what my, my nickname is, Colossus, as well. Oh, Let's get to some word. tech news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Friday, happy Friday, guys! Happy Friday! Happy uh, Friday! Well, that's cool. Well, I, I'm, I'm very, look, I'm looking very much forward to that. Anyway, um, yes. Uh, no, and I will be seeing you about my, uh, my, my hookup and uh, whatever. Yes, I will uh, help you out. Thank you very much. Uh, Amazon. So, you know, we talk a lot about Amazon over the years and um, over the years and over, over the over the course of this show. It's always something. Drones. Hey, man. Amazon Fresh. Like something's coming up with Amazon, but now. Um, <laughs> Amazon is doing uh, is, is launching Amazon Elements, which yeah. is like a grocery line where they have their actually their own line of groceries, which is essentially they're getting into the grocery line, digging into the grocery grocery business. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, groceries clean, uh, from anything from medicinal products to cleaning products to um, all of that stuff. So I think I think Alexis, your mic is on. I mean, all of that I think is is, is really dope. Um, I mean, you got to think like like a like a brand like Target has their own products. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And at, at, like use it as a way to um, create like m- create more supply and then more demand on the Amazon channel. So right. I, I think that's I think that's pretty cool how they're manipulating that. Like we're gonna create our own stuff, and if you, you guys want to sell your product through our channel, well, you got to give us a better rate. We right. gotta get more. We gotta get more money off. Us selling your product because we have our own product. Right, that's hella smart. You know what I'm saying? It's very, it's very much the Walmart model and some other and some other folks who do, who do this. And I think that like we talk about all these different tricks people are doing to keep you on the site. Like we talk about the buy now button and other things that you like. Once you're there, we don't, we don't want you leaving at all. The, the notion of once you're there and you're not leaving, and then also what you buy <laughs> belongs to us is really sort of a game changer. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, duh, you got to think Amazon is huge. It's, yeah. it's in terms in terms of uh, internet search. It's just the fourth site, mm-hmm. fourth internet search site, the top site. Right. Like it's over two hundred million uniques a month. That's crazy. Like, well, I mean, excuse me, a day. That's crazy. Like, like they're killing. So like to be able to to be able to have the 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 foresight to be able to say hey we're already killing it in terms of you know selling stuff why don't we create our own stuff to sell well, that's what you do right like, so you sit there you're like okay we have to, we have these this ridiculous amount of uniques and with that we we've spent all the time growing this business we all everybody who's in the business of tech it's all about growing those uniques or growing those users or growing those things and once you grow that user base then it's like okay now what do we do with this what can we do exactly and there's only a handful of people like the Googles and Amazons and Facebooks right um, that can say okay now that we're here at Billion in the right. bees, you know, what do we do with this power? And it's, you know, I mean, groceries next, groceries first, who knows the next? But not just that, you got to think that most people are still not shopping online. Like, there's, yeah. there's more people still offline. So they're thinking True. forward. Like, I mean, as as Facebooks and the Googles of the world, you know, create the buy buttons that you just referred to, they're going to create, there's going to be more uh, yeah. of a, of a, it's going to be more of a temptation to buy stuff online. And so they're thinking of the first basket sale. Right. They're, they're talking to the guy that's never bought anything online. I'm like, hey, making it more attractive for that guy. So I think that's that's the move. Right. Okay. Well, speaking of moves uh, and, uh, and, and buy buttons, Instagram now is really fast, finally figured out. Well, finally launched their 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 ad. How, how they're going to sell and target um, uh, folks with ads. I mean, Instagram, the user base on Instagram is yeah. 
incredible as well. Facebook snapped them up, as we know. Um, now they're 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 doing the the shop now slash buy now buttons and some other things. Yeah, shop now, book now, download, uh-huh. learn more, sign up. All yep. these options. I mean, I think this is this is great. This is, this is gonna this is gonna be a killer on Instagram. Yes, I agree. I, I mean, it'll be a killer if it works for boutique brands. Like, but it, right. it'll be it'll be a bad like move. my sister's brand precisely. Like my sister like would kill if she had that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if it if it doesn't if it's not attractive to like boutique brands and if it's just for like the major studiomuchi.com studiomuchi.com sorry go ahead yeah, shout it out <laughs> good like also I'll say how it's targeted like how they target the ads like if you're getting ads that you don't care about that's going to be a turnoff so mm-hmm. I think they have to be very smart in terms of how they do it and if they're using the Facebook algorithms to do that then uh-huh. I think it's going to be a smasher for, well, for everybody and that's the thing like you know, <laughs> it, you know Instagram is its own its own you know um, its own beast and it's a photo sharing interesting photo sharing site but like you said, they've been thinking about a lot and trying to figure out how to inject the ad piece into it. And you 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 add in that Facebook backend, those Facebook the Facebook algorithm backend mm-hmm. into what into what Instagram's doing already. Yeah, that's gonna, that's that's going to be really powerful. You got to think for most boutique brands, like Instagram is the Instagram is their main like marketing sure. tool. That's right. their main like uh, uh, yeah, that's their main broadcasting tool for their products. So right. to be able to harness that and make and make it. So seamless that you know you look at a photo that hey this is a dope photo I like this product and now you could just click a button and boom you're right yeah. there to buy it man it's great cool. and you don't but you don't you don't worry about sort of this this sort of pricing out the boutique guys right right I mean, you don't, I mean in other words I mean I don't know when you don't worry about like I'm well, I'm asking you do you worry about sort of like my, people like my sister's business you know finally they can they can come to the table but then in comes you know Urban Outfitters and they just rawr you know I mean is it I mean it, how, what do you think of that I mean dog I mean, we'll just use Amina as, as a case study like she has what almost 70,000 followers and she drops a new product and they all let's say 50% of them see that see the post consistently say she gets 10% of that 50% that's gonna boost her sales so in yeah. terms of the Urban Outfitters doing that okay who cares yeah, yeah who cares but for her it's amazing yeah that makes sense okay well I'll, I'll, I'll definitely keep my eye on that I just, I just you know Instagram man I, um they're um, um, Chris Saka, who's a famous, famous uh, VC internet investor, young guy here who's invested who's first guy into a lot of places. He's he turned down um, Instagram, and one of these things he talks about all the time as a mistake he is because people came to him with first with Instagram, and they were like the young guys are like, dude, like photo sharing, it's not you know there's already I don't see how you're gonna beat. Uh, Flickr yeah. is already killing the game. How are you going to beat Flickr? This is silly. I pass. And he's like kicking himself to this day. Just goes to show you, like, sort of like, you know, take an idea that you think is, you know, like photo sharing. Like, it doesn't matter what the idea is. It's all about the application of the idea. Of I'm going to bring all that up to say is that, like, it's really taken this long to figure out the application of right. this in terms of ads. Right. And this is just a whole new world for something that's already amazing. So we'll see. Right. It's going to kill, bro. Yeah. I, I'm excited about this for, for smaller brands. I, I, I agree. Dope. I agree. Um, so Oculus Rift and uh, the, all, all this virtual reality stuff, you know, you know, Facebook bought Oculus Rift a while ago and there's all this fuss over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was all this, there's this move to try to figure out again how they're going to get brands involved in this technology and there's always this talk of like, brands will be able to have these immersive commercials. and So that, so that, they've been trying that. I mean, you know, yeah. Mountain Dew's done a thing. Uh, I think Volkswagen, was it Volkswagen? Yeah, it's um, uh, Volvo, yeah, Volvo mm-hmm. did a thing at, at um, South by Southwest where you can actually you know get in and ride around Volvo. Yeah. Um, but they're saying it's not necessarily right now that the the cost curve yeah. and the production curve and the, and the and who you're hitting are not 
matching up because a not many people have Oculus Rift, b or a virtual reality technology, b these videos are costing upwards of million dollars plus to make. Yeah, they're, almost, uh, they're more expensive than you know a traditional TV commercial. Yeah, and, so, and, and your reach is like very limited. So, what, what right. do you think of this? Uh, the future of this? I definitely think it's the future. Now it's it's early. Just like we were talking about 4K televisions and no one had them and there's no content for them. And right. yeah, but we're gonna see more content. But overall, it'll evolve. People become more adapted, adapt to it, and it'll it'll be like more 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 common more common than not. So I, I feel the same with this. Like I feel in 10 years. Years, um, the VR industry will be a billion-dollar industry. Right, right now, it's a million-dollar industry. I mean, give it, give it some time. Um, you already have four major players. You have, like you said, uh, you have Oculus Rift owned by Facebook. You have Morpheus owned by Sony. Yep. You have the Samsung, Samsung joint, right. and you have the HTC joint. Those are the four major players. Right. Like, I mean, as the Moore's law, like every two years, the the processors become smaller and faster mm -hmm. and cheaper, so yeah. they'll be able to have them faster. And the, obviously, the price point will come down. People will be able to buy them. There'll be more content, yep. more applications for the content, not just commercials, but movies, concerts, all of it. So, right. I mean, that's going to explode the industry. Sure. So, it's good, good, again, good news for content creators like us, Man. Uh, and also good news for you know people who want to buy stuff, yeah, <laughs> and sell stuff. Uh, speaking of buying and selling stuff, Bud Light. Um, and, and, you know, yeah, speaking of, like, just an amazing way to use a technology to sell ads, I mean, Snapchat, in a very, very short time, has done a, a lot to figure out their content, their content delivery system. I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually, you know, Instagram's fantastic. You can't fade Instagram. It is what it is. But Snapchat, in a very, very short time, has really done what, what this what, what they're doing with the content side with their uh, I forget the, uh, what the what's it called where you can go to see the discover the discover yeah. stuff I think is really cool. Um, I check out these sponsored ads on Snapchat all all the time. I'm yeah. a sucker, but all the uh, you know the Austin and, and Australia I check those out all the time just because I don't know why. Right. So. They're testing out Bud Light's going to be the first person to, t to test out an age-gated ads, uh, which is an alcohol brand doing this at Snapchat. And right. Now, now, Bud Light did this up there, this you know, giant up for whatever campaign, which has gotten them in some trouble. Yeah. You know, they're up for whatever. It's just so like kind of whatever. <laughs> and then they, they had on the bottle of one, it was like, uh, this, this drink may cause you to make bad decisions or something like that. Yeah, it was that's, like that's a terrible. Marketing. Yeah. Anyway, but they they, they kind of got a hold of that. But they're still doing the up for whatever thing, and it's really working for them in terms of like you know college kids and frat yeah. guys. So they're doing this big experiential things. They did this giant one over in Catalina Island. Uh, they've done cruises. They've done all sorts of stuff. But the Catalina Island one was really massive, and the idea it's perfect for Snapchat to be able to have all these people be able to show. Uh, you know what they're doing, and then have but like pay for it, and then having a Snapchat, it seems like a win-win, right? Man, totally. I mean, I mean, well, we were just having this this conversation offline, just in terms of the the, the acceleration, in terms of how Snapchat has become such a major player. And you got to think, you know, rewind a few years back when Facebook came to Snapchat. was like, yo, we want to grab you for two Bs. And he was like, nah, I'm good. Well, like, so, you were the dummy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it go, to me, it goes back to the adage of, you know, you pass up uh, you pass up the, the slow nickel for the fast. You pass up the, the fast nickel for the slow dime. Right. And so that's what he's done um, with his company. And I, I feel like he's in a, in a great position because he's targeting the people people that have money and will, will have money as they grow into their 20s, mid-20s, and 30s. Right. And so... I mean, dog, like, there's 200 billion, I think there's 200 billion views per day on Snapchat. That's crazy. Like, think about how many eyeballs and time invested into this one app, and then and then present that to a to an advertiser. Like, hey, you, you have 
you can have all these impressions to sell your product through. And, you know, it's only going to cost you maybe a couple million a day. Right. Like, no, that's crazy. The, the, the most interesting stat for me about the Snapchat is, you know, when, like when Snapchat dropped, it was like, it's going to kill Instagram. And Instagram is still giant and still oh, yeah. growing. Oh, yeah. And Snapchat is still growing alongside of it. Oh, the yeah. same thing with, you know, with Periscope and Periscope Meerkat, Periscope spe- specifically. It's like, it's going to kill Snapchat. I don't think, you know, Periscope is growing and Snapchat's still growing. So it just shows that, like, you can introduce people, you know, kids, people, everyone. Like I have them all. I check them all. I don't know if that means. I don't know if that means for our time and you know consuming what we're what we're you know. I think it's the best channel for you. Like and, and Snapchat is is for a younger is for a younger generation. Like it's, me. It's, <laughs> it's, it's speaking. It's speaking to the younger crowd. And I right. and I think that was that was his point. And I keep saying he. I forget his name. But, right. But the the creator. Yeah. That was his point. Like he wants his name to is Freddie Snap. <laughs> he wants to speak to the younger generation. And I heard someone say like Snapchat has the potential to be this generation's MTV or even this yeah. generation's Viacom. It's that yeah. that big of a behemoth. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I wow. I uh, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm not Man. mad at these guys I just at want five, all. I just want one percent. One percent. I think a half a percent <laughs> of what's cracking on Snapchat. Okay. Uh, next we have. Um, uh, the bionic ears <laughs> <laughs> that can control a live experience. Now, I don't know about this one. I mean, I'm a I'm a I'm an avid live show viewer, and I was at Coachella, and I'm, I'm like, you know, I love going to live music. The idea, so this is an app that actually you put your earphones in, and then it takes it takes in what you hear, and you can actually have an EQ on your phone. To be able to control your experience, is that what I'm reading? That I mean, right? That's, uh, that's exactly it. It's okay. an EQ app um, <laughs> that you could control the different frequencies if you wanted to take out frequencies because of maybe noise pollution, or if there was a certain there's a certain sound that you wanted to reduce or you wanted to you know increase. Then you you had the flexibility and, and power to do that from your phone. So yeah, maybe for the purist or the super nerd. This is awesome. Now, but, let me take down the highs of this uh, Alabama exactly. shakes on the uh, bass. I mean, exactly. Uh, the hi-hat is a little yeah. too crisp. Oh, that's okay. Good job up there, but you can probably use a little less. Your kick it. drum isn't, isn't bumpy enough. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. This is my problem. I don't know. The average consumer user is not, like, putting ear. Like, how about you just open your ears and <laughs> enjoy you. the concert? Thank you. Like, like, oh, Foo Fighters are on. Let me put in my earbuds and let me check out the. Uh, <laughs> the background no. vocals are a little too high. No. No, I don't. I don't. So I mean, I guess this is something. I, I mean, I get it. I get it, and I, and, I, and I like the idea that you know Hans Zimmer and Quincy Jones are like you know are uh, investors. There's investors. There's also so I get it, but I don't know, Alexis. Are you using this thing? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that I was going to use it, but because the one thing when I saw this topic, the first thing I thought of is I don't. I know a lot of um, friends of mine that went to college in the East Coast. Apparently, there's these things called uh, I can't remember what the the title is, but they're these raves that you go to. But the music is you have to you have to you get an invitation, and it comes with a playlist, and it's on your phone. You download it, and then you go to this venue, and you put headphones on. And then you play the music, and that's it. And then you just dance. So when you walk into this room, it looks crazy because all these people have headphones and they're just kind of dancing around, but there's no music playing wow. outside. That's interesting. So apparently, that's like a big thing in the East Coast and maybe like the Midwest. I don't know if that's if they have any here in the the West Coast and in LA specifically, but I can see people doing that so that they can change up the frequencies and you know really feel the music that way. I that's the first yeah, thing man, I caught. That frequency had me on one, man. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just I'm just saying the fact that people like pay and do these kind of mysterious raves. I feel like they would use this technology sure. and they they could actually pick to that demographic and they could. 
they could make money off of that. That's, that's, not, that's not a bad idea, but, you, but also the idea of like sort of outfitting everyone with this sort of yeah. this app. I mean, the app is one thing, but I'm sure the the earbuds are not cheap. No, I can imagine know? that it's so, probably going to be really I mean, expensive. I don't know. And I, 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 I did, that, that's really, I, I don't look that up. That's interesting. It's, it's very did, interesting. Did, did the, the light show? Because I had you know, half of the experience of these it's, EDM it's, shows of the yeah, lights. Yeah, it's literally the same thing, except there's no music playing in in the room, wow. everything is through earbuds, so it just looks weird because all you hear is like heavy breathing <laughs> and people wow. dancing. It's so weird, sweating and dancing. Yeah, it's it's so strange when you walk in and you don't know what's going on. It's just wow. like, ah, and like it's just weird. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Okay, well, I, I, I want to check one of those out next time I'm on the East Coast. I'm I'm just interested in with this product. Like, who are they? Who are they like targeting? Like, yeah. who, who is this yeah. guy that wants to buy this? What does he look know. like? What does he do? What I don't is he know. interested in? This is my thing. It's it's it's, a, it's an audio file. You know, it's an audio file uh, because I don't. I, I, I have a hard time with you selling the average user that this is going to make your live going experience better. Like, I have, I have a really hard time with you. Excuse, I don't know about like that. Like, that's a, that's a tough sell. And then, not to mention, like, how many, you have to be going to a lot of shows. Like, it's festival season. If you're out there and going to a lot of shows, let's just say I'm going to, like me, I love festivals. Let's say I go to, like, all 15, 20 festivals that are that are in, in the thing. Like, I'm still not buying this thing. I'm well, I mean, it's, it's, the application is not just for 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 live performance. Okay. It's for for any any type of sound. Okay, it could be okay. anything. It could be. I mean, the example they gave in the article it could be you're on a plane yeah. and you hear a baby. I don't want to hear that baby on the plane. Zip, zip, zip. <laughs> ah, zend out now. Yeah, like, <laughs> or like you know, New York City construction, but a jackhammer. Let me put in the the bionic ears. That's crazy. I mean, maybe. That's kind of weird, though. I, mean, I, I, I would love to demo this. A teenage kid puts them in. I don't want to hear my parents. No, yeah, yeah, that's the first mom. thing I thought of. It's like, all right, now turn mom down yeah. just a little bit. So, like, I don't know. I feel like that's for someone who's, like, super sensitive and kind of grumpy about, like, noise in general. Right. And they're just like, I'm going to tune out the world. I'm like, you can do that on your own, right. grumpy. It's only a cool $249. So, that's, that sounds like it's very it's like accessible. It's a branded hearing aid. To the kids. Uh, all right. So uh, Branded moving, hearing aid. <laughs> it's, moving on. It's, 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 been a, it's been a while since the internet's been broken. And uh, the, this week, the internet was broken again with the with the debut of Caitlyn Jenner. Um, well, the Vanity Fair sort of leaked, you know, not leaked because they they put out their 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 cover, which which hit stands, I think, yesterday or day before yesterday. Um, I got mine yesterday, I think. But like, uh, but of course, a week before that, they sort of put out their pictures and the website put out the pictures, and it was just all over the place. I mean, um, it was the biggest day in Vanity Fair's site's history with over 9 million uniques from Vanity Fair is, is really incredible. And, um, yeah, the internet was broken. Yeah, what, was broken. what do you got? I mean, my, my, take, my take is... I mean, it speaks to where we are as a society. Uh, I think it's... I think, I think it's... You know the emotional impact impact of it, the social, the shock and awe of it. Like, I mean, it's so shocking that you want to, you want to, you want to see it, you want to be yeah. a part of it. You because transgender be... thing, you know, this happens all day, every exactly. day. Exactly. Uh, there's many high profile pe- you know, people who've done it. Right. There's a show uh, on Amazon that's that's really great. Um, uh, not the name of it, but uh, uh, Transparent. And you know, I mean, this this is this is out. You know, Orange is the New Black has a trans person in it. So, I mean, like this this is not new, but is it? It's just it's just the fact that it's. Bruce Jenner? Is it the Kardashian connection? Is it all the above? I mean, it's all the above. It's the shock and all of all of that. People want to flock and follow anything that 
that that has you know that has some celebrity attachment to it. I, I feel like you know we live in a society where we we have this zoo circus mentality. We want to see the the newest, freshest, or most intriguing act. Mm-hmm. And I, I see it as as kind of like a, a, a groundswell of that. Like in terms of people saying, "I'm going to follow you on Twitter." Like, were you following were you following him before? Like, right. I mean, like, uh, what are you following? What are you following him for? Like, I think I think are you following him for for, for intelligence and or for for facts or for information? Or are you following it just to be following? Yeah, and I, I feel that's that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and that 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 staff that is, which is you know, often this is also a very Kardashian like staff because she's done a lot of these. But like, you know, Caitlyn Jenner. Twitter account was the fastest person ever to reach one million followers, yep. and Obama's account was the fastest fastest person before that. Um, now, uh, you know, she dropped her account, and it was hit, hit one million. And, and, to, and to that point, like he, she, she knows what she's doing right. in terms of it being like a, a media frenzy. Like, and she's gonna, he, she's gonna pivot that. Yeah. <laughs> in, in terms of make, making some capital. Well, off well of she, she has a reality show coming. So, like, you know, and so that that and that, a, that's and a documentary. And a documentary. As well. So that's mm-hmm. the and you know, obviously that that, that show is highly rated. I anyway, mean, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I just I feel like um, I'm super happy for her and and everything that you know that Bruce slash Caitlyn has has uh, has accomplished with this Vanity Fair, and I think she looks fantastic. Good for you know, good for her. But the same time i feel like the shock and awe that a lot of people are seeing is because we saw this athletic man who was on a wheaties box who was just like kind of not like the symbol of being like a man's man but you know he he was very athletic so going from that to saying that he that he actually had it feels like a she and then goes to this giant transformation i feel like that's what's and the fact that he was associated with the Kardashians, I think that was just a giant explosion of just you know. Yeah, it's definitely a perfect storm with the, with the Kardashian crossover, and the well, not, and not just the Kardashians, the Jenners. Yeah. I mean, no, Kylie and, uh, and Kylie. What's the other one's name? Uh, Kylie and Chris? Kendall. Oh, Kendall. Yeah, Kylie yeah. and Kendall are actually blowing up themselves like yeah. very large. So, I mean, yeah, Kylie, Kendall, and Caitlyn. There yeah. you go. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, Yahoo. I was telling Nikita offline like Yahoo is making some moves. In general, in the entertainment space, I mean, they've they've they're making a real push. Melissa Myers has been um, sort of like really, you know, uh, uh, controversial as a CEO, but like she's really doing some moves in the entertainment space and spent a lot of money on on uh, original programming, content development, and a lot of money uh, in sort of making Yahoo as notable as Netflix and, and Amazon are trying to. They want to be in that in that streaming space. Uh, but now they've they've signed this giant deal with the NFL, which is which is really kind of cool. This is super cool, man. Um, I mean, you think we we just did a job for Takate for the for the Mayweather Pacquiao fight, and they spent you know close to forty million dollars on it. Mm-hmm. Yahoo <laughs> reportedly spent twenty million just to stream this one game. Right. That's crazy. That's yeah, amazing. That's, that's, that's but, ridiculous. I mean, but I mean, you got to think like how how expensive sports are, and the NFL is, and like taking it now a, a domestic brand and trying to brand it internationally. I think it's going to be a Huge thing for the NFL and for Yahoo to be. I mean, because people people are interested in football outside of, of America, and I think to be able to pro- provide fans with the, with the different platforms to interact with the, their favorite sport, I think is very smart. Because most most times when you're watching a game, you're not just watching it on your television. You usually have your your tablet and your smartphone. You're looking at facts. You're, you know, you're you're engaging, and so I think that's what Yahoo is trying to pivot and. and and um and and bring to the forefront like hey we're gonna have all these eyeballs um some new some old um and we're going to be able to sell ads off of it and it'll be a great partnership with the nfl 
And if, and if it works, like it's gonna kill, it's gonna kill cable. It's gonna right. kill it because I mean, the only, pe- the only reason why people haven't totally cut the cord is because of sports yep. or because of live live L- events. Live events, you know but primarily sports. And if they we can, if they can figure out a way, if they can crack the code on on streaming, you know, it, it takes two to tango. I mean, the NFL, NBA, and, and MLB will have to sort of be on board of this in NHL. Um, oh, they will. Yeah, we'll have to be on board of this as well. But like, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how this how this how this plays out. But go ahead. I'll say, and from the NFL side, I, I'm just I'm just surprised that they haven't used this expansion strategy um, before. Like, I mean, you look at the NBA; they're all over the world. Every continent, NBA is all over the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, it, I mean, NFL tries to do like a game. Well, they, they, well, first of all, you understand that the, the NFL had a very had a failed, gigantically, colossally failed in the World League. Like, they they bought the World League at, and tried to use that as some sort of farm, like some sort of like beating you know, a. Um, B League, or if you will, uh, or AAA for the NFL. Right. So whatever the Barcelona Dragons and all those teams, like the NFL were subsidizing that, right. it was just losing money, and so right. they just shut all that down in the NFL world. Um, and so then, but then also they've been trying. Like they'll have every year they have a game in the UK. Right. Every year they'll have a game, and so but they're they're trying. they usually have the preseason game. This is a regular season game. That's a big difference. Yeah, you know that's true. And and not just that. I think a big reason why the expansion isn't the same compared to, to basketball is because with basketball, all you need is a basketball. With football, right. you need all this other shit. Stadium. You know what I'm saying. And also it's just played. I mean, you, for, to, for for an NFL game, you're used to selling out or close to selling out anywhere from sixty five to ninety five. Thousand people, yeah. Like that's that's, a, that's, that's, that's a big like triple, ask. Triple right in yeah, basketball. That's a big ask. Right. Like in basketball, you're selling anywhere, anywhere from eleven thousand to twenty seven thousand. Right. So I mean, it's a big ask. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, I do want to move on to uh, Cameron Coe's film uh, Aloha, which I have not seen. Um, I was really excited about it. I really wanted it to be good. I've heard terrible things about it. I know it's it's, it's getting really bad reviews, but like uh, across the board. But I, I you know. Cameron Crowe, obviously, you know, singles and, and, and uh, uh, um, Jerry Maguire and some other stuff. Like, I, uh, I, I'm really, you know, fast on from a high. I was really rooting for my man uh, to come, make a strong comeback. It looked kind of good. The trailer looked good. Bradley Cooper, everybody else, Baldwin. But the reviews are down. But, but that's not the real issue here. The issue is, is that he's cast Emma Stone as a Asian in this movie. Um, you know, and I mean, her name is Allison Ng, and uh, in, in, in you know, she's part Asian, part Hawaiian, and Emma Stone is all white. Last time I checked, <laughs> <laughs> nice. I no, it's tricky. This is a tricky thing because we talked we talked about this last week about you know you know casting you know you know recasting you know mm-hmm. minority people in in traditionally white roles. Then we talked about I said I, I don't like the reverse. I don't like to see like you know, the the white tiger lily or you know re- recasting traditionally uh, Native American or Asian roles as as, as black people or I mean, as as white people. This is an interesting thing because this is his character. Like he created the character, he wrote the character. He, he, you know, this is his. This is his thing. But as he decided to cast it, he cast Emma Stone. Now, on one on one side, that's his prerogative. On the other side, why write her as a as a as a? I don't know. What do you think of this whole? I mean, kerfuffle? I mean, I have a, I have a number number of takes. I think <laughs> kerfuffle. <laughs> uh, I feel like I mean, obviously, we've talked in in depth on the show about the long history of racism. Um, in popular culture, specifically cinema, mm-hmm. and I mean, you look at how black people are, have been portrayed in media. You look at how you know indigenous peoples of this country have been portrayed in in, in, in film, mm-hmm. cowboy ending in movies, like a long, a long history of just like devaluing and and destroying culture or not representing culture in, in its proper context. And so, hey, Hawaiians are very proud of their culture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 island is made up of almost seventy percent 
non-white people. Yeah. So like, why is the movie portraying it like the island is made up of a hundred percent white people? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think I think we live in a time where what we see, what we what content we engage with, should be more representative of what's real. Right. Like this is not reality. Like yeah. and so I mean I think from from a, a native's perspective, from from a person that's indigenous to that island, like yeah like like this movie doesn't represent my culture. Yeah. This is supposed to be a movie about Hawaiian culture. Yeah. She's not Hawaiian. And then like it, and then, you know movie about Hawaiian culture. They come to Hawaii. It's all there. And then he's written this wonderful Hawaiian character, and Emma Stone shows up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I'm confused. Yeah, that, that, that's a little nuts. I I, I agree 100. percent I just think that like it's a, it's a unfortunate misstep. He's apologized. Um, you know, How did he apologize? That's what I would like to know. He he just sort of went back to. I, just, I think he's in general feels that the movie got a bad rap ever since the Sony hack. It like they got leaked in the Sony hack that mm-hmm. the executives were kind of saying what a mess the script and movie was and problems with the movie. And he he sort of blames that on the advanced bad press. He also says he you know he's he feels a little misunderstood here. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, he completely understands you know where people are coming from and he apologizes. Um, that that you know he said he said Ing was written to be a super proud one fourth. Hawaiian, uh, who was frustrated by her outward appearances. Uh, she had a half Chinese father. Um, it, was, it was meant to be sort of a surprising mix of cultures. Uh, you know, that 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 that's in Hawaii. So like, what he's saying is like, oh, like there, there, he has a half half Chinese father, um, and another da da. She grew up in Hawaii. He's trying to represent this weird sort of cultural melting pot mix. So so do that. Right. Do that, do There's that. plenty of people. Can, that's what you're trying cast. to do. Exactly. And so yeah. I mean. Like reading his letter of apology, just like, Alba. I don't know if that's anybody. You know, <laughs> reading his letter, like I think he, yes. I think I think he eloquently uh, his apology was eloquent. He he said the right things, but come on, man, the dude the dude's just smart enough to understand that we are in a time where people are seeking to be represented through through all different forms of industries and institutions and to create a movie that's about Hawaiian culture or, or and then you say you want to you want to you want to showcase you know diversity but then it's not diverse like come on you know what you're doing so your apology really doesn't mean anything See. I mean Janelle Parrish she's Hawaiian like Olivia Munn like she's she's Olivia Munn would be perfect I know and I, and I love and it sucks I love Emma Stone but like I don't know go ahead See well the funny thing is at first before you said that she was half Chinese um or a part Chinese I was going to say that I actually know a lot of people who were uh who who were born in Hawaii their parents were born in Hawaii but their descendants it's it's white like my best friend from Hawaii who's lived there all her life her parents and her grandparents they're just they're white they're the white they got made fun of there's uh an actual slang for people who were uh, born here, or I'm sorry, born in Hawaii and are white. They're called Howleys, and it's it's a thing. So that's what I thought that she was, that maybe she was in that whole frame, but the fact that you said she was Chinese, I was like, oh, okay, maybe we went a little too far. But that's where I wanted to at least defend him on that was, um, was the fact of I know a lot of people who are white and are technically Hawaiian because they've been born there and their parents and all the other kind of stuff. But I don't know. I don't, I, I, look, I, I'm not saying that like what what he described or what he wrote is not possible to have on on the island. I think that the larger issue is is what Akili articulated about. You know, you're ta- you it, it's the age old thing of making a movie about in and about a culture and not including the culture. Like you saw this all the no, time. I completely agree with you. I mean, this this was the this was the my, the favorite thing in the in the late eighties through nineties. Of uh, the you know, and God bless everyone who, who are doing this, but all these civil rights movies, like Mississippi Burning, being the, the biggest offender, mm-hmm. great movie, uh, a movie about the civil rights movement, about uh, you know what happened back in Mississippi, in Mississippi, mm-hmm. about what happened, but 
all the every black character. There's like one speaking part of a black character in that movie. Yeah. They're all like cardboard cutouts in the background. We're all back there while Gene Hackman and um, mm-hmm. you know uh, Willem Dafoe were the big heroes saving yeah. black folks. And there's a ton of movies like that um, when it's, it's so easy to hire and, and cast some black actors to sort of represent the culture that you're trying to you know make palatable to white audiences and so it's like you know it's okay that you want to show a culture and like make it you know to make it available to the mainstream or make Mm. it palatable to white audiences but you can still you can still include the culture while you're doing that i completely agree yeah and my my last note i think that the audience the viewer like it's, it's about your psychology your psychological health and health and if how you see yourself on screen or in media, that determines that determines a lot of how you see yourself, your identity. Right. And if you're only seeing yourself in a way that's not yourself or a negative version of yourself, right. like that's a huge problem. And so, I mean, I think from the person that's living in Hawaii, when they look at this movie, they're like, "Yo, this is not me, though. Right. Like, this mm-hmm. not, does not represent me." It's like, thanks Hollywood, right? Yeah. You know. But okay, so we'll move on. Speaking of Asians. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, how about that segue? Uh, my man, G- <laughs> for that racially sensitive uh, segue, uh, my, my, my man James Wan is going to direct the new Aquaman movie, which um, looks so cool. You know, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to make of this. I'm, on, I'm so on the fence on this. I, I, first of all, I've gone, I've gone on record saying I'm a DC guy. I'm yeah. a DC. I'm a DC person. So. Yes. Uh, that that's who I've been. I've obviously loved the Marvel Universe, loved the movies. I don't know, and I love what what um, uh, Christopher Nolan has done with the Batman franchise. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, the first two were amazing. The last yeah. one, the last one was you know had some problems, but mm-hmm. you know Bane was amazing. But yeah. um, but uh, I'm not so sure about Zack Snyder. They've they've handed the the, the reins over to Zack Snyder as the all knowing guy who's who's in control of the whole DC universe, and I'm not quite sure he's the guy. Okay. I'm just saying that. I mean, Fair. I'm. I'm but not. Like, but like, why? Why you gotta you gotta give me a, a well? Point. Because okay, number one, I'm not. I, I, Zack Snyder's work, just his body of work. I, aside from 300, which was amazing. Aside from Watchmen, which I also think was amazing. Uh, I think he's like 50 percent on his on his movies. You know, I think he's a comic so book guy. He's a hit, hit or miss type. type I think type he has guy? a very very specific aesthetic, which is like sort of bra- like I know he's known in Hollywood as bringing the comic books to life. He brings the graphic novels to life. Right. Great. It was wonderful in 300. It was not so good in Sucker Punch. It was wonderful oh. in a. Uh, in a uh, um, and Watchmen, although it was very complicated, I don't know that I want to see that approach every single time. I think that what he did with Superman was 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 well intentioned. They got some really good things in there, but I also thought it was sort of like devoid of any real emotion. Mm. And True. I re- I really I felt like, agree with you. and I really, and, I, and so like, I really, there was a lot of stuff, and a lot of buildings explode, a lot of fights, a lot of crap, but I wasn't really happy with it. So the idea that he's doing now Superman versus Batman and the Justice League movie, and he's overseeing everybody and everything if with his aesthetic, that doesn't doesn't give me, you know, that doesn't make me feel good. Who needs to have it is my man, um, whose name is escaping me, the EP of uh, the the real the head of uh, DC, in my opinion. Oh, is, um, oh, crap. The guy who does Flash and Arrow. Yeah, and, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I just I can't and think of Supergirl, his name. And Supergirl, like this guy, yeah. this guy, like no, he he completely gets it. Now he's a TV guy, but he completely gets it. Anyway, all that being said, uh, you know, uh, my man Jason Momoa from a lot of movies, Conan, and of course, uh, famously Game of Thrones. We all, all the ladies love him. Um, 
my moon and my stars or whatever. Hey man, I'm all, I'm all for it. <laughs> every, every every everyone I know likes him. Uh, he's Aquaman, which is I think is a bold choice because he's I we know Aquaman as a as a blonde cat, and uh, they're going with the uh, I think it's, I think it's the, it's the uh, 2000 arc or maybe it's the late yes. 90s arc. Yes, and they're trying to they're pretty much just trying to make him. I mean, as much as a lot of people are like, oh, Aquaman's a well, I can't say that word yeah, on here, you can. but you know, he's. <laughs> did you say you can? Yeah. Um, but like they're saying that he's a wuss and that. He's you know, an octopusy. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, but, but the fact that, but the fact that, um, to be honest, he's literally the Superman of the sea. People don't understand that yep. because the, you know, they don't, they don't read the comics. But the in the new, the new Fifty Two, they've revamped him as this giant badass king and that's what yeah. he's supposed to be and that's why they picked him they're kind of doing they're kind of doing the thor he's like the thor yes. they're doing the thor model which i was to okay bring, yeah, he's the, what's the greek goddess poseidon yeah, yeah. Poseidon, exactly he's a poseidon yeah. so uh and before i want to hear your comments on this kitty but james but and, and back to my heart i'm complaining i'm james wan who i like a lot i like i mean i wasn't a big saw fan but i can respect the work saw. he did there but i was a huge seven. um huh seven Seven. Wait, then you do Fast and Furious. Yeah, I will. Yeah, he did. I'm sorry, the show, the movie Seven. I was like, no, it's Venture. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was, I was a fan of um, of The Conjuring, which I thought was really well done. Nope, like, nope, nope. Honey w- Bunch is a nope. Great, great really? filmmaking. Oh man, really excited. No, I don't, I don't like horror movies. Okay. okay. It's very scary. Yes. Great filmmaking. Great in camera stuff. I like, I like what he was doing the in camera stuff. Furious Seven. Um, I just gave him a okay. <laughs> he did, he did a good, he did a passing job with it. He was now, he was no, um, um, was no home run. Well, he's not like my band, um, my other dude, who I'm for- forgetting. John Singleton? No. Uh, <laughs> Jason, uh, I uh, forgot his name, too. Oh, my God. But anyway, he's not... Um, he's not that guy. Yes. But but he's, he's a very capable director, so we'll see what happens. I'm very interested to see how they take with the CGI and the ocean and the... Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. What do you, That's my only I, take. I, like, What's your take? I, I, feel, I feel like, conceptually, it could be dope where we are, what we can do with the film. And, you know, I, th- I, and I think, yeah, I look forward to seeing, like... I mean, I, I love the art direction thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, the underworld really kind of like the, the and literally, literally underworld, and underground, under 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 the ocean. Underwater. What that what that uh, what that ecosystem's looking like with a superhero? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and I, like, I've always tried to figure out like, and this is the one thing about DC, like how they figure out ways to get. Aquaman involved with the Justice League because he's gonna be yep. he's in the Justice League, right? Yes. So it's like I like to see when they're, when they're fighting aliens in space or something. Right. Aquaman's like somehow up there, like hop out the ocean, yeah, hop out the ocean, space. or like he's, he's he's riding a whale, <laughs> like I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate him as a superhero, like in day to day stuff. So, sure. um, so that's that. Um, this next thing, I think this is it. Oh, uh, Lexus, do you know anything about Omega, Omega Man? I do. Um, so it's. <laughs> So I know I know about the old one. I didn't know that they were they were um, kind Re- of revamping, revamping it. it. Yeah. So it's written by Tom King. Uh, he's done a lot of uh, the Grayson comics for DC. Mm-hmm. So I think. Oh, I love Grayson. By yeah, the way. exactly. That's the, only, that's, the only, that's the only comic I'm reading right now. There you go. So he's also going to be writing this. It's drawn by Barnaby uh, Bengay. Uh, I forgot Ben. I think is his last name. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Right. But it's pretty much it's supposed to. It's not going to appeal to all readers because the fact that it dives right into conflict. It's kind of the setup is very little and the explanation it doesn't Spaginda. do that. Yeah, thank you. Um, the explanations it, it doesn't really explain much. So it's in you know they have an eight page preview I believe on uh, the 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 DC website. I think that you can download for free. Um, but I just like I, I know that the dialogue is going to be really good. It's going to be very killer and I just I. 
I'm excited for this new comic. I think it's dope. I think what they're saying is in terms of how they're trying to bring it up to speed in terms of like the social political things that are mm-hmm. happening and like like the, their their creative positioning and how they're executing the comic is mm-hmm. different than like say traditional mm-hmm. start startups. Yeah. Um they're taking more of like a I guess more of a d- diverse perspective. Obviously when a lot of the traditional comics started it was mostly, you know, written by white men for white men. Yeah. So now like this comic is more like yeah more 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 of a diverse diverse voice and is also speaking to like more oppressive things that are happening literally in our society yes so i think that's kind of cool and also uh it's also definitely not family friendly it's like it's gonna be the same yeah it's very dark it's kind of like the watchman uh kind of influence so just you know obviously i know kids are probably gonna read them anyway it's not suggested but it's a very heavy sci-fi dark comic book and if you're into that you should read it. And it's also saying that, like, I guess traditionally, most comic books, obviously, you know, their 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 lifeline is keeping the story going, going, going forever and forever. But he, uh, he was saying how they're structuring this this comic. It has a specific beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. right? And that after it comes to that end, they'll they'll revamp it again or they'll they'll add a different a different angle to it. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that interests me in terms of like being strung along for decades with the story. Yes. Like, just give me a story that begins, has a middle plot, and, and, ends, ends, and then boom, mm-hmm. like okay, give me something new. You know what I'm right? saying? Yeah, I can do I, I agree with that. 100%. Um, I have one more thing I wanted to talk about. Talk um, about it. It's a big thing that came out this week, uh, which I'm going to play the trailer for you. Oh, trailers! Um, is it's Fallout Four? Oh, so Fallout Four! Everybody is super into this this video game. I'm also into it as well. I I haven't played the last Fallout in a really long time, but I only played um, Fallout One, and I really liked it. Yes. Um, so Fallout Four is definitely picking up from that. The graphics are fantastic. Yeah, so it looks, just, looks beautiful. So I'm not going to play the sound just you know for copyright issues, but um, yeah, it was. It's, it's, uh, I've seen the trailer. It's an old timey kind yes. of like just like it's it's all the Fallout trailer is very similar. It's like this sort of old timey mm-hmm. mix of tech of of a uh, of oh, it's in like an old future. So yes. it's very like very much like a Tomorrowland style future. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, so I'm very excited to see it. Um, I de- a lot of people uh, they've already put out like uh, it is going to be on PC, PS4, and Xbox One for sure. Yes. Um, I believe that uh, they've already put out a bunch of HD like screenshots of the gameplay, which we're already kind of seeing in the trailer here as well. Um, it's it just looks like a really good game. Fallout has always people the fans have always been pretty big about it, and that's why they decided to bring out another um, what, sequel for why it. Why don't you describe Fallout, Fallout in terms of the gameplay? Because I know it's a heavy mix of RPG. The reason why I it, that's why I don't get into it because I'm not a huge on the RPG. I don't have the patience for the true RPG style games. Yeah, I just like to shoot shit. Uh, you I know? mean, yeah, that's the main thing. It's I like to say it's like kind of like, like collecting a port- this yeah, and then going to like, the guy and purchasing something and then going to the other guy and then like you know buying bullets and then. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, like it's it's pretty much just like um, <laughs> I don't even know how to like completely describe it, but it's pretty much like if you play Borderlands, that's mostly a shooting game, but there is a right. story. This is more heavy of a story, but yeah. you still get to shoot stuff and do things. So it's like The Last of Us and how it is yeah. now, but with more with better graphics. It's it's the same uh, post apocalyptic kind of thing with a little bit of zombies, but. Um, I like. I just like the the the. The world the is amazing. Yeah, the lore the, well, they, is they, awesome. They did a great job of creating this world, and I think that it's and it's definitely. I think it's movie movie ready. I think that, like, I they've really agree. done a great job with the stuff. Which uh, they've talked about, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Though. It's just kind of hard. It's hard to reinvent the post apocalyptic movie. Yeah. You know, like especially with Mad Max and other things. Um, um, I definitely know that e- when E three comes around, they're definitely going to be talking more about that. There's going to be some other special stuff they're going to be showing at the press for for E three. Well, we will uh, we will be at E three. Uh, Keely and I. Will We'll be at E3 for yep, sure. And they're leaving um, Alexis in the booth. Well, you know. 
I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, a thing. <laughs> it's okay. But we'll be there, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna for sure be at media at, at the at the uh, of the, the announcement day. Kelly's trying to skip that, but I'm trying to go. To, I'm trying to see everything, yeah. um, all the announcements, all the boring uh, presentations. <laughs> but I mean, look at the Xbox One two years ago and three years ago when uh, they brought the Beatles, really? and then yeah, then they gave out Xboxes. Okay, and I was like, and, and I was like, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you just can't, you know, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you're right. I, I can miss the Oprah moment. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah moment. You know, they give out games. They give out everything anyway. Will, so you, will you guys at least bring me something back? We'll definitely yeah. bring you back a goodie bag, a, yeah. Alexis, for sure. Goodie bag. And uh, we'll definitely have a full report. We're going to do a oh. little E3 show as well. Before we go, yes. um, I wanted to give a shout out to someone who actually talked to us in the, or talked to me in the chat, uh, Ezekiel the Mac. Apparently, he said that he's a big fan. He's from the UK, mostly oh. of a Jamaican percentage, is what he said. Oh, yeah. Uh, or parentage, excuse me. But uh, I wanted to give a shout out to him for thank you for watching and hanging out with us and watching all the time. Ezekiel the Mac. The Ezekiel Mac, the Mac. The Mac, wow. bruh. Mac it out. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening and, and, and watching, Ezekiel. Uh, I think that's all I got. That's all we got, right? Yeah. Anything else you want to, besides E3, you want to talk about? No, nah, I mean, I, I think what? Let me see. It's it's June and I still have yet to receive a game. Uh, no 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 no. Halo. I have a game coming for you. Okay. So you will. I'm not saying it's a surprise. You have an Xbox One, correct? I do. I do. Yes, I will have something for you. No worries. It'll be there next Friday. All right. I'll have something for him too. So okay, we'll bring them both. But well, I'll make sure we're not bringing the same thing. Oh, so. Okay, fine. I'll we'll, talk we'll, to you we'll, later. We'll talk off mic. <laughs> uh, I guess that's it. That's all we got. Uh, Alexis, where can the beautiful people find you? You can find me all over the interwebs and where all Alexis Torres's are sold at a Torres eight nine zero. Also follow me on my vlogs that I usually do weekly. I oh. usually do them on Wednesday. I call them the Hump Day vlogs, and um, and also on AfterBuzz, our sister network, which is also awesome. If you love TV shows and love to recap them, so do we. So please come hang out with us and check us out on AfterBuzzTV.com. Yeah, so Keely Shine. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Keely Shine. And you can find me in these streets. Oh, <laughs> what about you, bro? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. You can't find me in these streets these days. I don't know. I, uh, you can't really find me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and I think Periscope. Uh, I'm obsessed with Periscope. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope at, at Joe K. Braswell. Also on our sister network, After Buzz, doing the Hannibal you scoping, After bro? Buzz After you Show. Scope. <laughs> don't say scope. That's weird. I don't like it. <laughs> I guess I'm scoping. Ew. Get out of here. Anyway, find the sister, the sister network, uh, a sister after Buzz Network doing a Hannibal after show and also the True Detective after show coming up on June 21st. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. From producers Maria Menunos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.